Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. Rogers, and today we have the privilege to have Lenny Gray on the show. And Lenny is the CEO of Door to Door Millionaire. Welcome to the show, Lenny. Thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to it. You bet, man. Awesome. So, a little bit about Lenny. He's been married to his best friend for over 25 years, and they have five wonderful children. Lenny is a door to door legend and author of two books called, uh, the first one's called Door to Door Millionaire Secrets of Making the Sale and More, uh, Door to Door Millionaire Next Level Training. Uh, Lenny burst onto the scene as a door-to-door salesperson in 1998 and was the top rookie sales rep for all of Orkin Pest Control nationwide. During his career, Lenny has trained hundreds of sales reps on the doors and has helped business owners build successful direct sales programs for their companies, employing door-to-door, B2B, B2C sales strategies. Lenny owns multiple businesses in home service, vacation rental, land development, and consulting industry. So not only is he teaching and helping other companies get a door-to-door sales system and process going, but he actually lives it with his own company. So again, Lenny, great to have you. Before we dive into your journey and door-to-door millionaire, what's one interesting fact that not many people know about you, man? So I would say that I never missed a day of school in my life. So from kindergarten all the way till I graduated uh, through college, my undergrad, never missed a class, never missed a day. I was just, I was always there. I was late once in the fourth grade because of a snowstorm. But uh, other than that, I, I was that nerd who was there every day. From kindergarten all the way to graduating, you were never absent, not even like for sick, sickness? No, it was strange. Like I, I rarely, even to date, I, I rarely get sick if I do get sick. It was weird in, in, you know, growing up in school, like I'd, I'd get really sick in the summer, strangely enough. But yeah, during the winter, I, I stayed relatively healthy. I remember having a couple really bad headaches. They probably could be uh, defined as migraines maybe back in the day, but I stuck it out and yeah, I went to school every day. Did you, did you get COVID? Uh, yeah, yeah. But oh, you did, okay. I, I graduated I'm... school a few days ago. But, yeah, but no, I'm just curious if you're like, you're like impenetrable or something. Do you have some kind of the magic gene, like, or, or what's your secret? Do you drink a glass of orange juice every day? Like, how oh, did you man. not get sick all of school? That's crazy. I, I know, it is crazy. Chicken no, pox, whatever. Rel- relatively healthy person. Yeah, drink a lot of water and try to eat a balanced diet. And yeah, don't drink, don't smoke, drug, none of that. So that maybe that's that's the secret. I don't know. I mean, I'm healthy too, but dude, fourth grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, that's a lot of freaking grade. That's a lot of days where you never got sick enough to yeah. not to go to school. That's awesome. Maybe, good, right. maybe part of genetics play play into that. Yeah, I, I guess so, but, man. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Your relatively did something healthy right. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's that's a really cool, uh, uh, interesting fact. That's probably one of the coolest I've heard so far. <laughs> uh, well, cool, man. So tell us more about Door to Door Millionaire. Tell us about your company. Yeah. So what I did is I, I found a niche of, of business owners that really like the idea of getting into direct sales. 
you know, we all do the SEO and we do the traditional advertising, right, right, billboards, right. TV, yeah. radio, everything else. But direct marketing, uh, you know, it's it's a different beast and a different animal. And that's how I got my start in the industry. I started my companies that were built really on the backs of, of direct sales mm-hmm. reps, door-to-door sales right. reps. So I just felt like there's there's a lot of um, uncertainty and unknown about how to do it and even just how to do it right. Because there's a, mm. there's a lot of companies out there that, you know, they, they don't teach ethical practices and don't do it the right way. But I feel like uh, what I created was something that uh, any business owner could use, whether it's B2B, you know, D2D, whatever it is, uh, they could they could use my systems and processes that I've really developed over 25 years and and not have to go through all the pains of figuring it out like like I did, you know, initially when we started. So do you do you train companies that have sales reps or do you provide sales reps that are trained by your company or both? Great question. So yeah, what what I do is my uh, specialty is in training reps that are hired. So I'm not a recruiting company. Uh, I don't do the recruiting. In fact, I, as far as direct sales go, I basically teach my clients how to recruit. We've done that before. Uh, but I, I, it's like I tell my my clients, I say, you hire the willing and I will make them able. So I, there's so much time and effort and energy that goes into hiring, right? And we want to yeah, yeah. make sure we, we, you know, we're spending the right amount of money on the right person and, and investing that time. I really want to make sure that if you've found that right person, if they're not successful, if, if they're not trained well, if they don't see success early, all that hiring and that effort you put into recruiting that person, it's gone. And so re- really where I play the biggest role for my clients is to come in and make sure that the willing become able so that they can go out and see success and have success early, which helps obviously with retention. Uh, on, on the finding, you said you mentioned that you help people find sales reps at one point, or at least train them on how to find sales reps. But it's not your specialty, so I won't, you know, I won't expect a ton on it. But, but any advice for somebody who's looking to hire their first sales reps? Because what I've encountered is most CEOs they have no idea what to look for in, to determine because usually they're hiring techs or they're hiring this person over here, admin. So, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I think you have to figure out what your what your demographic is first and find out where those people hang out, where they spend most of their time. Is it on social media? Is it at a university or a college? Uh, really, what what are you looking for in that demographic? And, and for me, it's it's been all over the board. You know, we, we have those that that, you know what, high school kids, uh, you know, juniors, seniors, you know, new college kids, age kids. The, that's a good uh, demographic for a lot of things in, in direct sales, not for everything. When you start going B2B, you want to look for people that have maybe a little experience in sales under their belt and, and maybe they're mid-20s or so uh, plus. Uh, maybe you get some people that when you're dealing with more of a professional service, you need people even even more experienced and maybe a little bit older than that. So I, I think the first thing CEOs need to figure out is who who is their ideal or their avatar? Like who who's their ideal uh, sales rep. What what does that look like, and and what does that person, uh, where does that person hang out, and who does that person associate with, and and let's figure that piece out, and then we can start to put the wheels on. Well, this is this is how you find those people, and how you uh, how you recruit those people, ultimately interview and hire those people, and and then you know turn them over to me. Awesome. So so walk us through some of your high level thoughts on how you take someone who's willing and and turn them into the able. 
Yeah. And, and I don't have a one size fits all that. That's the great sure. thing. It really yeah, depends yeah. on, on my client, right? Like I, I have some mm. things on my website, lennygray.com. You can go into, there's some online training courses. Obviously my books are a great place to start for direct oh, sales. Yeah. I, I highly recommend those. So, so we can go from as inexpensive of, as, as free, you know, my, my YouTube yeah. channel, my D2D millionaire YouTube okay. channel, we got hundreds yeah, yeah. of free videos on that. Or we could go, well, buy a book. If you want to invest 15 to 20 bucks, you know, you buy a book. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to get higher level, and, and I do personal coaching for a lot of my clients, whether that's mm-hmm. on a weekly, a monthly, a annual basis, whatever it is. Uh, and then on a more higher level, I actually do uh, two-day training camps for my clients, whether that's virtual or in person. I have a lot of clients that will fly me out to their location. I'll spend two or three days, uh, or I'll spend two days in the classroom with, with their group, do a lot of role-playing and practicing and, and going over different concepts uh, to do with sales. And then, you know, a third day, an optional day that we have is I actually get out on the doors or, or out in the field with those sales reps. Um, that's still oh, that's, something I, I, I've been yeah. doing for 25 years. It's not something I, uh, I just teach about, but I'm actually doing it regularly. Um, you know, not just with my own company, but certainly my clients as well. Yeah, it's awesome. So you have a wealth of different ways that people could, you know, learn on their own, free YouTube, get some books. And, and it sounds like you have some methodologies in there. And then you actually offer a two day course. Is that and that's their on site, on site, their location? Yeah, it can be either. So I, I do some virtually and I do some on site. Okay. Like, uh, I was doing a, a virtual one for a company in Florida a couple of weeks ago. I'm heading yeah. out to North Carolina to do one in person wow. in another couple of weeks. So it really just depends on the client and and, uh, you know, how many reps they have and, and really what they're looking for. It's it, it works virtually, which is great. We've all learned that past COVID, right, that we can do yeah. virtual uh, virtual meetings and, and they work really well. But there is something about being in person, you know, also that, that helps companies and I can interact with those yeah. reps at a different uh, on a different on a different scale. Yeah. And, and that third day that you talked about to go out there in the field with them, I, I feel like that's just absolutely invaluable if i had a company and i was looking to go after my door-to-door like i I would i would go for the in-person option and get you for that day because that's that's where the rubber meets the road uh because i me if i'm the ceo right looking to hire you i don't know what you know it's one thing to teach it in a classroom but actually practicing it whole another day reinforcing what you've taught whole another whole another thing yeah. In fact, I had a, a client last year who, you know, wanted to do the, the two day course. They, they had come from one industry and were looking to get into a different industry. Right. And I said, you know, this is this is kind of what I do. And this is the offer. Right. And they said, ah, we'll just schedule you for a couple hours and we'll just ask you a bunch of questions. We'll figure it out. No problem. And I said, OK, you know, that's your your prerogative, whatever you want to do. I'd be happy to you know do a, a course for you. And and sure enough, the you know, one week into May, they call up and they're like, we're going to have to shut our doors. Like we can our, our reps cannot sell this new product and service on the doors. And so what's it going to take to get you, you know, to, to fly out here for two days and, and actually go on the doors with our reps. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it took a lot, I'll say, cause they waited. Um, but, but they, they went ahead and hired me to do that. And I spent two days up in Canada, uh, one day up in Calgary and another day in Vancouver and just crushed it and saved that. I mean, that company, they'll tell you to this day, I think I've got a quote on my website from that company. They'll say, I saved their company. Um, I showed their reps how to do it and they created a bunch of, of mini Lennies, as they said, and, and now they're, just, they're, they're killing <laughs> mini it. Mini Lennies so, walking around, yeah, yeah million. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so what, are, what are some of the, like, you know, your top things that, that when you're training the sales reps, what are some of the top things or, or, or that you really dive into and, and you know, 
what's like where really your focus when you work with them? So it, it, it's a combination of things, right? It's 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 not just what you say, but how you say it, and and working smart, and and all those little tricks of the trade that I learned from the you know tens of thousands of hours that I personally yeah. spent you yeah. know, knocking doors. So so yeah, it. it I, I mean, I dive into the minutia. I mean, my books cover cover a lot of it, but I can yeah. even, even go deeper. There's so many layers to that onion where you can really dial down. I mean, even. I mean, I'll give you one example, Patrick. So when I, you know, somebody opens the door and, and what's your your initial, you know, pitch or what are you going to say? Well, most reps are wired for whatever reason, I think as human beings, when you meet somebody for the first time or you see somebody, you say, hey, how's it going? Mm. Right. And I'm like, that's the last thing you want to say <laughs> as a sales rep is ask right. a question because you've yeah. given control of the conversation over to that person. <laughs> okay. So what should they say? Yeah. So instead they should just do an intro. So I have a 30 to 45 second intro that I teach, yeah. but it okay. should start with, Hey there, my name is Lenny. I'm with whatever, whatever, whatever. So you don't ask that question and turn control of the conversation, but you just go 30 to 45 seconds in almost a run on sentence where there's five different aspects of an effective initial approach that I teach to really help people just get their pitch out and start a conversation with somebody before trying to, you know, turn the conversation over to them or, or try right. to sell them right off the bat either. That's, that's a total wrong approach as well. Yeah. So, so you believe in, is it safe to say you believe in scripting for, for especially for new sales reps? Yeah. So I, this is the hard, the hardest thing, Patrick, for me mm -hmm. in teaching this is I've got to teach steps, right? Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. teach a process because you right. can't just say, just say whatever comes to your mind and be natural. Um, but I have to teach these steps and then train reps how to go through these steps as though it's the first time that they're saying it to somebody and then it's customized and it's right. personalized. So right, right, that, right. that's the interesting thing. So I teach these five steps, but I also teach they don't need to go one, two, three, four, five. You can go four to one to three to two to five. You know, you, you, you can mix them up, but all five elements have to be in an initial approach for it to be effective. It doesn't necessarily have to come in a specific order. Gotcha. Gotcha. So are you working with like the sales reps and the company on developing when you say these steps and, and the scripting and all that, are you working with them on developing things like the the needs, the desires, uh, you know, benefits, teaching them how to, is that part of the process too? Sure. Like, so yeah. it, it kind of, if you look at it as, you know, the, the tree trunk of, of mm -hmm. this and the, the meat of this is you have your initial approach, you know, yep. it's, it's the first yep. 30 to 45 seconds, yep. and then you're trying to qualify somebody. So we're looking for who is they even need what I have. who's not. Yeah. Right. You, you've yeah. got to find out because you can waste your time, a lot of time. Yeah, talking to totally. That's not qualified. So we talk about what the qualifiers are. Then once you qualify somebody, you have to learn how to, to build value. I think that's what you're talking about. You know, the value building process of, right. of right. making sure they understand how valuable what value. you're selling yeah. is. Yeah. Um, then you're going to be closing. You know, we, we talk about the language of closing. You're going to be overcoming concerns, you know, the top concerns that yeah. are going to get your way on the doors. And then yeah. you're going to be, of course, learning how to close some more. You know, you, you always want to. Yeah, upsell or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what uh, a company, let's say it's a company who's who is not currently doing door-to-door -door sales. Let's say I'm an HVAC company. Um, and, and obviously I'm residential. It, it, have you worked with HVAC companies before? I assume, uh -huh. yeah. Almost awesome. any home service. There, there's any home service can benefit a way from to this. do this. Yeah. 100%. So, so let's say I have two guys that I want to hire. I have a budget for two guys. You know, do you, do you recommend a? Do you put them on like a salary? Do you put them on uh, a some kind of a salary plus commission, commission only? Um, and then I'm curious. You know, 
when you what what kind of return on investment could someone look at? Let's just say you're in a standard city, 250, 300,000 people. I hire two reps to go out there. I put them through your program. What kind of a return? And I'm not, I'm not going to, nobody in my listeners, please don't hold any, you know, <laughs> 280 of this. There's no guarantees or any of that bullshit. But like, well, what, what could someone be looking at by, by an investment like that? Yeah, let's, let's talk about your first part of that question. So yeah. uh, as far as what this looks like, it, it can really depend on uh, who you're hiring. So we look at it as like, of course, the sprint version versus the marathon version, you know, where right. you have maybe those guys that come in and are summer sales reps. They're the yeah. younger demographic. They're in between college semesters yeah. or, or school years, and they're going to come in and they are going to be the sprinters. They're going to go full out three to four months. You're probably going to want to top them out at a high commission and, and that's it. And, and you're, you, you know, you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Everything's going to be paid based on, you know, the agreements that the, the clients sign or the, the, uh, the money that the clients pay for, for the service. So that would be one, you know, one piece of that would be, you know, hundred percent, you just go all in on, on commissions on, on somebody that's a sprinter, somebody that's more in the marathon, that's more in the long game. That's, you know, probably a little bit more seasoned, has a little bit of experience under their belt. They're looking for a year round type of employment. Then you're probably going to want a healthy mix of, of some, some guarantees uh, some salary plus plus those commissions. And then, you know, you benchmark certain things where they hit certain levels or certain amounts of revenue, where it's, whether it's a monthly, a, a, a semi-annual or an annual type of, uh, you know, bonuses that are that are mixed in there. You got to have an, a really solid incentive plan to keep not just the, the full salary uh, or the, the full commission guys, but also the full salary or the, the part salary, part commissions as well. So you wanna have an incentive structure in there. So how I look at it, so my background is in pest control. I own several pest control companies uh, throughout the US. Um, that's what I started at with, with Oregon Pest Control, of course. Um, so I look at each summer sales rep. I have a dollar amount. Now, again, keep in mind that in pest control, and you'll have to convert this to your own industry, yeah, yeah. but in pest, pest control, an average one-year service agreement is probably around $500 to $600, you know, somewhere sure, in that range. Sure. So I look at it and say, if I have a four-month sprinter that I, I'm just hiring as a summer sales rep, I want them at minimum to generate $50,000 of revenue for my company. So if I hire 10 of them, you, you can do the math. That's that's how much, you know, 10 of 10 of those $50,000 reps are going to are going to be for me if I hire 100 of them times it by 50,000. That's what I can kind of bank on. So again, it's it's going to vary from industry to industry if we're talking HVAC, well, we're not really signing up service agreements so much unless you have some maintenance agreements, but maybe you're looking at just the average um, you know, the the average ticket cost, uh, you know, that's going to cost that consumer and then we can start to dial in, well, a rep, you know, based on this is going to sell about this many a day or, or a week. Um, and then you start to do those numbers and look what that revenue can bring in on an annual basis for, you know, for, for a certain industry. Yeah. So did you say for pest control for a four month sprint, did you say that rep would bring in 50,000 per year in business? Did I get that um, that, right? That's a minimum. Yeah. That, that's a minimum. Now, now wow. there, there are reps that, that can do well beyond that. Um, you know, I, I have, I mean, I'll give you one instance of just my own personal experience. So when we started my pest control company, I, I wanted to, to be the only sales rep and my business partner was the only guy spraying. So I was selling, he was spraying. I did about a half a million dollars in, in business in about four and a half months. Um, but that, that's me, right? So I, I look sure. at it and I go, sure. okay, most new reps, it's probably around 50K. That's that's new reps. Um, experienced reps, you can you can look to, to you know, look uh, maybe about 75 to 100, just depending on the rep and their experience. 
And then, so how much, let's say you pay 50, you're getting $50,000 in business. How much would that rep cost you just approximately over four months? So the scary thing about pest control right now, and in a lot, you know, in alarms and solar is it is a sales reps world. It's, it's almost funny when I go back and I'll tell people what I made in the late nineties, where I was making, you know, 10 to 12% commissions. And I felt like I was the king of the world. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, reps are making anywhere from, you know, probably on the low end, 30 to 40% on the high end, probably 60, 70% of contract value. So it's crazy oh. that in the pest control world, you might be 13, 14, 15 months in to having that client to where you actually start to, to go into, into the black and you get out of the red there. So that's, that's why I always encourage mm -hmm. and I, and I, I try to teach uh, yeah. my clients don't go sub out for a door-to-door -door or a direct sales team. Don't do that because they're actually, I've heard some uh, this year and last year that are charging almost upwards of 90% of contract value. It's not worth it. Uh, you wow. don't have quality control in the type of reps right, that right. you're hiring. You don't know what kind of impression they're gonna give people. You yeah. have very little, if anything, to do with the training of those reps. So that's why I'd rather people keep it in-house, do it themselves, get, get a coach that knows how to teach you how to do it yourself, and you, and you get the right people representing your company the right way, or it can be a complete disaster. Got it. That's great advice, man. Um, awesome. So um, what other, any, any other tips for, from the standpoint of, of a, you know, a CEO looking at bringing on a sales team? Any other, any other thoughts that we haven't covered so far? Sure. Yeah. I mean, probably the easiest thing is because every business and every CEO and, and their strategy, everybody's a little bit different. So what I've set up is, is on my website, you can book a, a call with me. It's, it's a free 15 minute consultation. And I will oh, tell business go. owners, cool. I've told business owners, I've, I flat out told them it's not going to work for your company and what you're trying to do and what you want to pay. If, if a direct sales campaign is not going to work for your business, yeah. I will tell you, we'll save us all a lot of time and, and headache and effort. Um, right. But if it is going to work, then then we'll talk through that as well. So I offer that on my website uh, again, LennyGray.com. It's really easy. Schedule it. Schedule a call. I mean, let's cool. let's see specifically if and and where we we can help you get to to where you want to go. Very cool. Let me ask you, man. So if you were going to hire a CEO to take the reins for your company, what's the one book that you would require they read before taking over for you? Uh, for sure, the E Myth Revisited, and that that might okay. be a popular one that you hear. Michael Gerber. That's one of my annual books and I'm an avid reader. I, I read a lot of books and, and I make sure I make time to, to read that at least yeah. annually. Um, cool. It's yeah, it's, it's great. Fantastic. So what, um, what, what's your main takeaway from that book? So what I, I'm a processes guy and I, I like things in yeah. order and, and yeah. teach them. I mean, that's how I teach, you know, door to door sales and direct sales. I, I have an order and a process of things. And what I love about it is there's really just no, in that book, there is no, some books are, are niched in, in, into certain, you know, parts of, of, you know, it's a sales book. Like my books, they're, they're sales books. I'm not going to teach about accounting and, and marketing. No, and yeah, things. you're staying it's in your life. It's specifically designed for sales. I think the E-Myth, it just takes a business owner from start to finish on all aspects of their business and how that should be run and how to, how to maximize um, every aspect of your business. I mean, there, there, there's a few other ones that are very close to, to that one that do the same thing. Uh, I'll slip one in the ultimate sales machine by Chet Holmes. That's another great, oh, fantastic uh, book. book. So you, you're familiar with that one, but, oh, yeah. but yeah, there, there's some like that that just kind of take you start to finish through different processes. And 
yeah, the E-Myth Revisited is Michael Gerber is something else. I, I would highly recommend. Awesome, man. Um, let me take a few minutes and kind of summarize some, some things that, um, you know, for, for you, um, one of the things I'll just biggest concepts that I would think personally got out of this is I haven't really thought about door-to-door -door sales reps as a strategy for home service-based business. Um, we, th we think of salespeople and making phone calls and all that stuff, but when it comes to door-to-door -door sales, it's not something that typically jumps out as one of the first things we do. And there's some real return on investment for four months of having a door-to-door -door salesperson properly trained and doing the right things. They can bring in $50,000 per year in, in, in four months. And one of the biggest things it sounds like is, is you really don't want to just go out and or try to avoid subcontracting your sales teams out. It, it can be a disaster. You don't have control of it. They could be charging way too much money. So the right thing is to get a proven system, get a process, get a coach, call up Lenny Gray, do a free call and just, you know, see, see how he can help you expand uh, on your door-to-door -door sales. Like, fantastic. So let me ask you uh, if there was one takeaway, Lenny, that you would really want the audience to absorb from today, what would that be? And I think, Patrick, your, your analysis there was spot on, by the way. And I really feel like there's a lot of unknown about door-to-door. Mm. -door. And, and everybody has a theory or they had a cousin or an yeah. uncle that, that hired and they got <laughs> right, burned right, and, right. and the guys just lie cheating still. And, yeah, and again, exactly. it doesn't have to be like that. There's good people in the industry that are doing it the right way. There's good companies that are doing it the right way, teaching it the right way. And really, it's not as scary and as big, bad, and hairy monster as, as maybe you think it is. Uh, a lot of it is just it, it's being educated on what and how door to door works. And it doesn't need to be the other thing about it, too, Patrick, is it doesn't need to be. I know a lot of people say, well, it's got to be these guys that have served missions for their churches and have gone out and knocked doors. And those are the only guys that can be successful at that. That's false. Oh, Mormons or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's not true. I mean, I served a two year mission, so I get it. And that's uh -huh. where I get my start. And that's all. Uh -huh. That's all great. But, you know, some of the best teams that yeah. I've hired for my own companies have had zero experience knocking doors, not, you know, members of a certain church or, you know, did missions or anything. And they've been super successful. It's because they're trained the right way. So I think less, you know, trying to, to read between the lines of, well, this didn't work, or maybe this works, or this is a risk, or this is, it's just find out from, from a source that, that has 25 plus years in this industry, you know, find yeah. out for this, just, you know, let's, let's set up a call. And I will tell you if, if I don't think it's, it's going to, it's going to work for you again, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy tell once I kind of get to know you and your goals and, and what you want to accomplish, what your end strategy is. There, there's a great opportunity in direct sales, but it's, it's certainly not for everybody. And, and yeah. I just think just finding out if it is or isn't for you, there's, there's really no risk in, in doing that. And I, I think that's probably the, the, hopefully the takeaway that the CEOs that are listening to this understand. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that, uh, that takeaway. So I'm going to have your, uh, your LinkedIn profile on our podcast page, but how could our listeners reach out to you if they wanted to take, uh, take advantage of that offer? Uh, what's your website again? So LennyGray.com is my website. Uh, you know, email Lenny at D2DMillionaire.com. I'm all over social or D2D millionaires all over social, whether it's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, you know, all sorts of things. I'm pretty easy to find if you, if you Google my name and, you know, you'll, you'll find me somewhere. And is home services the only, the companies that would really the benefit the most? Is there any other industries that should look into door-to-door -door sales? Oh yeah. Great question. So yeah, I, I have consulted for, uh, you know, some of my clients run insurance, insurance, agencies, yeah. uh, finance, 
Um, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's, I mean, almost anything that has a sales aspect, uh, it could be in software, you know, software sales. Okay, software okay. Sales. So, I mean, it, it's really, most any company is going to need that sales arm, you know, and that yeah. sales force. And so, it. It, I, you know, I write about this in my book, but I look at door-to-door sales as the armpit of all sales. I mean, it's what I do. And then <laughs> I live in the armpit. I'm okay to say that. I, I have no guile. Kirby there. vacuum. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Like I, you know, that's what I've learned. And I really feel like if somebody can do door-to-door sales or if a company can can figure out door-to-door sales as a piece of what they do, it, it's not mm-hmm. it's not a standalone. Yeah. It's like when you, sure. you, know, you have a chair, right? You want four yeah. legs on a chair to, to be yeah. sturdy. I think door-to-door is a great leg to the chair. Um, but if, if a company can figure out how to do that, I think that gains them so much more advantage over their competition who maybe are a little scared or hesitant or don't have the right education on how to make door-to-door work for them. Well, it makes sense to be diversified too, right? You never know when some one of your lead sources could dry up. Google could totally change. You could be at you know, number one ranking for SEO in the maps, and then all of a sudden overnight, they change some kind of algorithm and boom, you're done. So you know, having at least, I, I always like to say three, minimum of three solid lead sources bringing your company leads every yeah. month. No, it's yeah. great advice. So I, I think door-to-door could and should be for, for almost any business out there. I think door-to-door should be that. Again, it's it's the armpit. It's it's not, you know, there's nothing glamorous about it or sexy about, you know, door-to-door sales. It is it is a grind and, and it is very difficult. But if, if you've got the right people hired and, and they're successful at it, it's almost like you can just count on it. You, you, like I said, we've got it dialed into where we know about what we're going to make per first year rent. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let me ask this: what, just real quick before we wrap up, what about like B two B versus you know just to direct to consumer? Yeah, so that it's virtually the the same type of processes and, and approaches. Uh, so that's the one of the companies that I, I uh, you know, was kind of first in line for in this finance company. It's a no credit check finance company. You know, I think they're valued at over $2 billion today. And I was one of the first few people in the room. I, I wrote all their sales manuals and get their SOPs together. And they're using my processes to date and, and their sales reps kill it. And it's all B2B stuff. So uh, cool. again, if you have the right process and 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 again, to me, it's, it's got to be ethical. Like that's a huge part of who and what I am. It's, it's got to be right. upstanding and it's right. got to be done the right way. And it'll hold true. I mean, this company has been in existence for over a decade now and, and they're just killing it. And it's like, you know what? They do it the right way. And, and it's, it's withstood the test of time. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So it's LennyGrade.com. Again, Lenny, thanks for being on the show. This was absolutely fantastic, man. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick, for having me. I enjoyed it. Hopefully there's some good nuggets and some good takeaways for, for the listeners. Yeah, you bet. So for the audience, please hit the like and subscribe button and help us spread the word about what we're doing here on the show. We're helping the next generation of leaders and CEOs be that much more successful. With that, this is your host, Patrick Rogers, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.